Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the pilot episode of Zumundo, the podcast. My name is Doolin. My name is Keith. And uh, you know what? I feel like the internet cried out and they said, we need yet another pop culture podcast from two people that we don't know. And uh, Keith and I answered the call. So here we are. So uh, we've been uh, we've been friends for almost 30 years now. I think it's 29 to be exact. (laughs) Who's counting? But uh, so, yeah, this is what you can expect from Zumundo podcast. Let's see here. Oh, we got comments. We got comments. We we really can't. The phone's a little bit too far away. We can't really we can't really read the comments, but we see you there. We see you there. Thanks for chiming in. Um, So this is what you can expect from uh, Zumundo podcast. We're going to be breaking it down into different segments as we go throughout the night. And uh, we're going to have some uh, brews, news and reviews. That's going to be our first segment here. Uh, after that, we're going to follow it up with a check-in with Charles Basrap, the comic man. And uh, we have the Mysterious World segment. We're going to be talking about the supernatural things of the unexplained, maybe some lost civilizations. Urban legends, mysteries of the unknown. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then we'll have uh, Uncle Chuck gives a fuck. So Chuck is going to be chiming yeah. in. With his uh, his sage advice, that's my dear old Uncle Chuck, who's uh, 76 years old. He lives down in Boca Raton, and he's got some advice to give, and he'll uh, he'll be chiming in a little bit later on this evening. So uh, if you're joining us live here on TikTok, thank you for being here. It's going to be a good time. We've been looking forward to doing this uh, for quite some time now. Yeah, it's been a long time coming for sure. Yeah. So, Keith, tell them a little bit about who you are, your background, and uh, where you come from. Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Keith. I am a dad. Uh, I'm retired from the military, and I have a music background. I kind of grew up in the Partridge family, so we love rocking out and uh, being loud and playing guitars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm an avid kayaker, big movie buff, and a retro video game You actually kayaked all the way down the East Coast, man, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Virginia Beach all the way down to South Florida. 800 nautical miles, which is actually 906, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Very sweet. And you're, uh, you're, you're retired now? Yeah, yeah. Which so is awesome. Now I'm podcasting with uh, my good buddy, Dooley. Cheers. Uh, so my name is Dooley, I'm a local event host and uh you know i former podcaster and i decided to jump back into it because it was fun i missed doing it and uh when this guy came back around i said you know what let's let's get let's get together we'll do a podcast again and it'll be a lot of fun for the two of us so uh yeah here we are man we're doing it we're gonna do some pop culture we're gonna get into it tonight it's gonna be a good time so oh, getting into it yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into it. We'll go ahead and get the show started. You you ready to do this? Oh, I was born ready. All right, here we go. Let's kick it off with our first segment of the night: our brews, news, and reviews. 
now, Brews News and Reviews. It stinks. <laughs> little uh, classic, little throwback to the '90s there with Jay Sherman as uh, the critic. It stinks. So our Brews News and Reviews segment. First of all, we're going to talk about the brews. Uh, we, we've each got a. What are you drinking over there? All right, so I've got a. Uh, I can't do. I can't. Brews typically refers to beer. I can't really do beer right now since I'm 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 on the ketogenic diet, if you will. So I can't really do beer. So I have a. Uh, I have a classic. Moscow Mule served in this nice little copper mug here. We got the lime in there. I got some mint with some diet ginger beer and some Tito's vodka. It's handmade. I freaking knew you were going to say it. Yeah, Tito's. It's handmade. It's, it's great. handmade. Yeah. Handmade in Murica. So, uh, yeah, so it's uh, tasty. It's nice little refreshing springtime beverage that I uh, am enjoying as we do the podcast. And uh, what are you sipping on there, bud? Awesome. I am drinking a Florida Man Double India Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing. Uh, this is the 8.5% alcohol version of their um, High Lies, their other beer. So very right Florida-oriented company. Pretty cool stuff. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Is that empty already? Did no, you? no, no. It's, I was going to say, did far you? from. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, if anybody's wondering, tasting palette-wise, it's a little sweet. I usually think they do that to hide the booziness of the beers, which kind of makes them taste what, more alcohol. What's the name? Me, but. What's the name of the company? Uh, Cigar City Brewing. Cigar City yeah. Brewing. We're endorsing your beer right now. It's good. So if you want to, yeah. you know, want to sponsor us, you know. And the can's hilarious too. <laughs> it's very Florida, man. So that's our brews segment. We're gonna go ahead and uh, jump. Let's jump into some news, some entertainment news that we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, first thing up, I have today is. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's May the fourth. May the 4th be with it's you. It's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. So if you're watching here on uh, TikTok Live. Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. Keith is uh, rocking his Star Wars shirt. And Classic I've got the, TIE fighter. I've got, the, I've got the Jedi attire on today. I couldn't decide if I wanted to go uh, Jedi or dark side. I felt the pull of the light side for this one. So yeah, I'm, I'm wearing the Jedi robe. It's fun stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, so this is our first one that we're going to talk about. This is actually some Star Wars adjacent entertainment news. Uh, so this is coming from a couple of different sources that I checked out prior to the recording the podcast. Um, the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, has apparently been tapped to join. Get this, the Gladiator sequel, a, a, a part two. That, you mean like Russell Crowe's Gladiator from back in the day? Yeah, from like 2001 or maybe even 2000 when that movie came out. So uh, they've been kicking around an idea for a sequel for quite some time now, and apparently it's actually going to happen. And my question to that is, effing how? Well, I hate it to be the uh, bearer of bad news, but due to the way that movie ended, I didn't think there was much of a sequel yeah, set up. So, Unless the kid, like, is he emperor? Is it like... Gladiator to gladiate well, well, harder or like <laughs> too too fast to gladiate too yeah too fast to gladiate gladiator yeah. x gladiator in space yeah that'll be great uh, <laughs> gladiator versus Jason uh, not sure where they're going with this one so uh, yeah so, but I do uh, love Pascal as an actor I think he's great he's, I guess I guess we'll have to I guess we'll have to hit a uh, a spoiler alert here so here's your spoiler alert for uh, a movie that is 22 23 years old now. But uh, yeah, Russell Crowe's character Maximus dies at the end of that movie. So yeah, he saw ghosts and stuff. He yeah, was on his way out. Well, yeah. So like yeah. he he dies in the arena, like defending Rome from like the 
from the Tyranny corrupt, yeah, from the corrupt guy. Commodus Caesar, yeah. and uh, he he dies at the end. It's a really touching, like moving ending where also you know, great fight scene, great fight scene. I mean, all the all the fight scenes in that movie are absolutely amazing. But uh, you know, and it was it's a really cool moment where like he's he's like he's dying, and you know, you can choose for yourself like is is it really his dead wife and son that he's seeing on the other side or is he just like hallucinating before he drops like you know it's open to interpretation but you like to believe that he's like crossing over to the other side there at the I'd end I'd like to think it's not so much a Jacob's ladder moment right like but it's more of a, a heartfelt thing right um but sure. so yeah so it, it's that that story's done right oh yeah that's, so we can't that's a one and done we can't, one shot. we can't have another one so but here's here's what I learned when I like I, I dug into it. And I'm like, and I found out. I'm like, all right, what the hell is this movie going to be about? So here's uh, from a couple of different different sources that I pulled in. Oh, I can't wait. The sequel is set to take place twenty to thirty years after the first film, and will focus on Lucius. So that was uh, the little boy from the first movie, the son okay. of Lucilla and the nephew of Commodus. Commodus, who is now also dead. And it was kind of implied that Lucius might actually be Russell Crowe's character's son um, in the movie, right? Uh, they, yeah, I think they, they kind of implied pretty heavily that um, Maximus and uh, Lucilla had some sort of affair. Or of, like uh, a, they loved each other when they're younger and then they yeah. went off and got married to different people. Right. They, they never, I don't think they ever like came outright and said like what happened with that, but she was obviously like in love with they him. They had feelings for yeah. each other for sure. Um, but you know, he was kind of, I don't know like how faithful he was to his wife throughout the movie. No, I think it was all pre-wife. Yeah. Pre-wife. Yeah. yeah. So um, they, they hint that maybe it could have been cause I don't think they ever actually say who his father was. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Well, and also with Caesar actually giving the throne to, this is crazy spoilers, but mm. Uh, I think we at can least trying it. to leave mm-hmm. it to uh, Maximus. Right. It, it's, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You are Especially the, if he's you, actually in the family. Yeah, you you know. are the son that I should have had, I think is what Marcus Aurelius Indeed. says to him. Um, but there are rumors that Chris Hemsworth and Russell Crowe are working on this Gladiator sequel. So I don't know what. Um, well, they did just oh, work together in the uh, Thor movie, last Thor movie. That, that's yeah. true. That's true. He, w- he was just in Thor 11 Thunder. Um, and then I think Chris Hemsworth is. It's all rumors set to play um, uh, Maximus's son. So I don't know if that's going to be like, um, well, I guess that would have to be his son because his, his actual son, to, his actual son died in the movie. Well, I'm trying to picture the little kid Lucius becoming Chris Hemsworth yeah. later in life. He, he would, I mean, he would have to be because like his son was murdered. Yeah, so, but maybe, then again, so was, maybe, maybe he, he hit the gym a lot, you know, I don't know grew he hit the gym, several feet. He, he found yeah. Yolnir and just, you yeah. know, took up his true destiny as uh, Thor. Um, But this is a little blurb I found from Collider.com. So I'm reading from Collider.com on this. Russell Crowe himself stated that the conversations about a follow-up never truly ceased. So this is over the course of like 20 some odd years. Allegedly, past ideas have included Gladiator 2 taking a page out of the Bible and resurrecting Maximus, as well as an idea for things to take an even more supernatural approach with Maximus engaging in gladiatorial combat against mythological foes in the Roman afterlife. I'm, I'm not going to lie on a surface letter level. That sounds pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah. On the surface, but like, doesn't that like cheapen the story? Like just oh, absolutely. a little bit. It might destroy the franchise, I mean, but a, it's imagine like, it's exciting. Right? It might destroy the franchise. What's, that? what's, what's the, oh, I'm trying to think of There's another movie that's like, it's just like a giant fight scene, right? 
Oh, sorry. I was reading uh, my buddy Amanda's chiming in on the live. Oh, chat. hi, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Amanda. We got one yeah. viewer. Hey. But uh, yeah, so imagine that though. Like, not only do you you die, like you, you you sacrifice your life fighting in the arena for the greater good of Rome, and you die. And instead of like just going to Elysium and being with your your wife and your son, they're like they hand you a sword, like, "Hey, man, fight a minotaur." Yeah, in the- <laughs> I was gonna say what, what they don't show you in those in the grass they're walking through is she's got a sword and the son's got the shield. And they're like, "All right, Dad, get ready." Yeah, like, <laughs> the door you're going through is oh, actually another arena. And then we're gonna send you back to fight more after that. Yeah, this, I mean, it's like it's going really comic booky when you think about it, it right? Be. Maybe the because, whole thing was a comic because in comic books, no one's ever really dead. I think like they mm. like, they talk about that like with um you know the death of Superman when they killed Superman. Oh no, he died. I read that. Yeah, he died, but they never really killed Superman because all they really killed was death itself because like nobody stays dead anymore. And you can actually see this across the field yeah. even in like in Star Wars and stuff. Like Darth Maul, not dead. Gamora still alive. Gamora still alive. It's it, a different albeit, Gamora. Yeah, same, yeah, well, same with Loki. Right? You know, Loki. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing when you bring in the multiverse, and we're going off on a tangent here. I but really that's like cool. Loki, actually. But that was, um, that was a good one. But it's just sort of like whenever we want a character to come back, they can just be like, ah, eh, well, you know, whatever. It's it's fine. We'll, we'll just we'll we'll write him in a magic and you know, it's a thing from the gods, uh, and he's back again. I want to say the the best version of bringing somebody back randomly has to be from Beer Fest. Oh yeah, that was a great. Yeah. That was a great. Do you mind pl- just, like, I do remember that was I have a great a twin brother. Device. Just call me the same name. Yeah, just call like, me the same. Yeah. And he's already. He told me everything yeah. about well, you guys. Well, so. land, yeah, landfill too. So there's no awkward. Uh, <laughs> there's no awkward. And I'm just right back in the. I'm back in the game, baby. Same yeah. character. I never died. That's pretty good plot. <laughs> but that over. was also very tongue in cheek when they did it like of course, that. Of so course. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Um, so to finish off this, and we went off on a tangent. That's cool. Um, as the long-awaited continuation is finally entering production, only time will tell if Gladiator 2 will stay true to its grounded roots or introduce more fantastical elements. Did they read this before they printed? Because it sounds to me like only time will tell. We're going to bring him back from the dead and have him fighting in the afterlife, but we don't know if we're bringing in supernatural elements or not. I think that at that point, you're probably on par to bring in like gods and They're afterlife. They're still stuff. writing the outline, not the yeah. script. Yeah. Well, I think there was um, the proposed script that I read for Gladiator 2 like some years ago had him like not only coming back but like coming back at different points across time and like it ends with him like time cop working in the pentagon like in modern day and oh, stuff man. so <laughs> yeah I, I i guess then you're just like rehashing wolverine's origin story yeah right? yeah so that's uh so that's a little something i i felt that was worth mentioning as we got started today interesting um, stuff for sure yeah so i have some more uh star wars adjacent entertainment news and we're actually going to go to uh the mcu marvel cinematic universe for this one uh casting rumors so uh you know ever since uh disney marvel bought out fox they got the rights for x-men they have the rights for fantastic oh, four please um, x-men yes please. uh well you know we'll see we'll i want to see, about see that. a 90s version of the uncanny x-men but i'm, I'm cutting you off well so. they're bringing they're bringing that back by the way uh oh. the the well the animated series anyways. it was so good <laughs> So, um, so we got like a little taste of that in Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness when we saw John Krasinski, who played uh, Jim Halpert on The Office, and he's like since then uh, did, what was it, uh, A Quiet Place, and he did a lot of other uh, movies since then. Uh, there was like a, there was like a spy thriller series that he did, I oh, think. Oh, cool. 
Uh, I can't Jack Ryan, maybe I can't remember. Did, the name, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was Jack Ryan. He was kind of like his own version of about. Jason Bourne, basically. Yeah. So he kind of like and he has like a lot of uh, he's a lot of fan following. So there was like sort of a fan push to be like make John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic. And it, it uh, was so popular that like they they it threw happened. him in. They threw him in Doctor Strange two Multiverse of Madness as a variant of Mr. Fantastic, and we got to see it. And then I think I was actually in the theaters when that happened. And he walked in, and they're like, "It's Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world." And he beams in, and everybody went ape shit in the theater. And it was, oh, that's cool! Yeah, yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, so everyone thought like, "Oh shit!" When they do a Fantastic Four movie, this is gonna be our Mr. Fantastic. And now it's it's not looking like that's the case. So what? Uh, and I always think that's kind of an interesting thing when you have these variants because you have like you know, Doctor Strange in this universe and this universe and this universe. And, and they're all played by Benedict Cumberbatch. They look exactly they're the pretty same. pretty similar. But then you including have... Including zombie yeah. Doctor Apocalypse. Which yeah. Is <laughs> that um, was a cool one. Yeah. And, but, and, and plus you got, a, you got a little taste of like the classic Charles Xavier played by Patrick Stewart in there. Which, which I fun. thought was freaking awesome. And the music came on from the classic 90s and it was, it hit hard. It was great. That was a great also, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. fan do, service, do, do, yeah. Do, do. yeah, that classic, uh, the classic X-Men 97 theme that we all grew up with as a kid. Um, that was fun. It was a cool little bit of fan service that I liked. Um, and they were giving us some fan service by throwing John Krasinski in there as Mr. Fantastic, but it doesn't look like they're going to go that direction with it. We know with the variants, especially through the Loki series, if anybody sat down mm-hmm. and watched it, which is a great series, I recommend it. Uh, you're going to fall in love with that guy as an actor. I think it's, it's just Tom Hiddleston's gonna, and, great. And, and the, the character Loki just gets so much more, uh, more depth and stuff. Yeah. It's is, is really good. But when um, he goes to that place at the end of time or whatever, you, you meet, yeah. yeah, he's got one that's like Kid Loki. He's you got, got a black dude. He's got an alligator, you know, a black or dude with Yolnir, I think, like he killed Thor. And yeah, stole it or like whatever. there's all kinds of stuff going on in the multiverse. And yeah. then, and then the Loki Gator, and I think that was probably just for like it, merchandising. But it, you know, whatever, it'll buff out. <laughs> it allows for options, right? Yeah. When it comes to actors and stuff yeah, coming sure. in and actually reprising roles where it doesn't look so weird. You mm-hmm. know? So, uh, and on that note, it's looking like, and these are, and once again, uh, this is the rumor alert because I'm just, I'm just reporting on rumors. These aren't uh, things. These are just things that I pulled from like other websites as we're like going into this. But the rumors are, once again, Star Wars adjacent for Star Wars Day, Kylo Ren himself, a.k.a. Adam Driver, has apparently uh, in talks to play Reed Richards slash Mr. Fantastic and the new Fantastic Four reboot, which is an interesting choice, I think. They are of similar height and build, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean I, they both have dark hair, you know? I, um, could, I could see it, I guess. It, it's a little different. I mean, I guess like he's trying to kind of get away from Star Wars a little bit. Yeah, but then again, like MCU is just kind of a it's step. It's like it's half a company? step away from Star Wars. It's the same like Ish. it's the same parent company, you know. Right, right. Um, but I think that I mean Adam Driver's a he's actually a pretty deep guy he, from what I understand. You saw that, he's um, pretty well. I did. I, that I recent 65, movie, sixty five. Yeah. What was Which, that about? Um, it was a really cool movie uh, about people ending up with dinosaurs. I don't want to give too much away because it is still pretty new. Okay. Um, there's some pretty awesome it's like, dinosaurs in it. You're, it's not Jurassic Park, but I mean, it does have Jurassic Park vibes. Well, the, the setup for that, I think, was like humans are actually aliens that landed on Earth like during the time of dinosaurs or something. Sort of. I mean, that's yeah. what I that's what yeah. I gathered from the trailers. So we're not um, spoiling anything. Here. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a dynamic relationship. He's, you know, working with somebody to get off the planet and stuff. It's pretty, pretty wild. And um, it, you get a cameo from a dinosaur that we all love, but we never 
never get to see, which is an Allosaurus, not a, I thought you were going to go with yeah. Barney. No, it wasn't a, it wasn't Velociraptors, it's T-Rex. <laughs> and right. that's what everybody wanted. And definitely not Barney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool, though. It was it, it, it has some really good moments, especially yeah. in the theater. Yeah, it was, yeah, I it mean, was fun. Yeah, add, um, Kylo Ren, not Kylo Ren. His name is not Kylo Ren. Um, Adam Driver, you know. Not maybe not a bad pick. I think I would have liked John Krasinski like in the role, aside from the fact that he got like spaghettified by Wanda in uh, Multiverse think, of Madness. But I would have liked to seen him. But you know, we can give Adam Driver a shot. I yeah, think. I, I think we should give him a shot. The way he speaks kind of sounds like he's got a little bit of wisdom. You're nothing, he's playing the no one, but not smartest me. guy in the world. <laughs> you know, he has some sort of authority behind his voice. So I think it could be pretty good. Yeah, you, know? and, no, you and, can give him a chance to like break away from Kylo Ren yeah. a little bit. Um, other casting news for the new Fantastic Four movie. We have Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. Once again, rumors, rumors, rumors. Rumors. Uh, Margot Robbie as uh, Sue Storm, which is also an interesting choice. Like, and she's she's done a you know a lot of things in the past, but I think among like the nerd world, she's best known as uh, Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, and then her solo flick that uh, she did. So there was a second movie. Uh, yeah, the, they did like yeah, a Birds of Prey movie. Like it, uh, did, it yeah, did not yeah. do well it wasn't in the box. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge success in the box office. I don't not, think. Not Birds of War though, right? No, no. Did I say Birds of War? You said Birds of Prey. I was. Oh, okay. Was yeah. Sure not, no, not Birds of War. Not to be confused with uh, Stomp Clap. Stomp Stomp Clap from Always Sunny. Okay. Um, yeah. So Margot Robbie. I mean, she's uh, she's 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 easy on the eyes. You know, she looks kind of. She has kind of that classic Sue Storm look. I had to look a picture of her up again just because, like, I've only seen her in the Harley Quinn makeup that I yeah. can remember. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, inter- interesting pick. I could, I could, I could see it. Uh, you know, we we might we we might have something we might have something with that. Um, for Johnny Storm, aka Human Torch, the rumors are Irish actor Paul Mescal. Um, and I, I didn't really, I, I heard, I read the name and I was, and I said, I don't know anything about who this dude is. He's a pretty well-known stage actor, right? Yeah. Um, apparently like he's, he's a big stage actor over in Ireland, but he's kind of relatively unknown. Like I looked up his, uh, his credits, like not a lot of stuff, like some, okay. some smaller things that you may not have heard of, hey, but quality over quantity. Yeah. Right? Well, exactly. yeah. well, physically, like I, I looked up his IMDb, like physically he looks like a pretty good fit. So cool. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm on board for that. Uh, no word on Ben Grimm, AKA the thing. Uh, there were rumors that believe it or not, like, you know, from that 70s show and family guy, Mila Kunis was set to play a female version of the character which is different. It's just, I yeah. mean, there, there's going to be so much costume involved in that yeah. makeup. And stuff. But she's, but she's um, denied such claims. So we, I, I guess we won't know until more comes out on that. But the most interesting thing, and the one that I am like super on board for is uh, one of my all time favorite actors, Antonio Banderas as Galactus, the world devourer. So I think that'll be fun. I think it's going to be interesting since his voice is so, unique and i'm so i'm used to hearing it in so many movies and he plays a, a thousand different roles and you he plays them all really well see like the fantastic four like staying in new york city looking up, no galactus don't eat the world it's too sexy it's too sexy galactus no exactly but i must don't spanish guitar in the background yeah it's not uh it's not desperado for sure but um <laughs> yeah that, that i mean that's an interesting choice and uh, he's done a lot of voice acting specifically with the uh like the puss and boots series and stuff like that so. for sure We'll see how that, that pans yeah, out. Yeah, if um, it's tr- if it's true, if true, you know, all rumors right now. So uh, that's the uh, that's the entertainment news that we have. Um, 
Yeah, uh, this, is, this is our first run through of doing the show, so it's like kind of we're, we're working with getting the time. We're actually running long on this, which is fine. Like we'll that's fine. It'll it'll buff out, as Keith likes to say sometimes. Yeah, it'll buff out. Um, so let's uh, let's get into our reviews segment. And I wanted to do something uh, kind of special for Star Wars Day. And I actually went through hell to get a copy of this game. But I, I've been waiting for this game for like a long time. So we're going to talk about a video game for our review segment. And uh, for Star Wars Day, I'm talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Um, so this is the uh, long-awaited follow-up to uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. And uh, this follows the... Story of Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a... Uh, He's a he, full-on Jedi Knight. Well, he is at the time of part two. He is at this point in the game. But if you play part one, like, he was like, he was a Padawan when Order 66 happened. And uh, he, I think he was only 12 years old. And he escaped, right? Uh, yeah, he escaped because his master sacrificed himself so that he could get away. Oh, right on. Um, and so, you know, the first game picks up like five years later. He's like a junker hiding out. And then the Inquisitors find him after he like uses his powers to save somebody. And he ends up going on this whole quest. He finds a holocron that has like the list of all the force sensitive children in the galaxy. And he's going to go and find these children and teach them the ways of the Jedi. And then spoilers, if you haven't played the game um, they ultimately decide this is the that, first game, not the second. Yeah, this one. is the first game. They ultimately decide that they're not going to try. They're not going to reach out to these children because the 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 empire would find like a vision well, he has. Like the empire will to yeah. the wrath of the empire. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. we'll just you know what we'll let them go live their lives. Also, is it force sensitive in the traditional series, or is it midichlorians and um, for Calcasus? No, just for the force sensitive children. I always thought that was kind of a weird. Uh, well, that was that way was to a, explain the forest. That was a George Lucas addition to it. So I mean, that's neither here nor there. I don't think they they don't we don't talk about midi chlorians okay. okay. anymore. I think sure. like I, I like feel to like, believe that anybody could tap into the force and you know. Like, I feel like they there. just kind of like swept the midi chlorians thing under the rug for after George Lucas did it in Episode One because you got to think enough. they never really mentioned midi chlorians again after Episode One. Yeah, and at least at least not in any of the media that I've like really watched. And I don't recall it in any of the uh, the Jedi search books or anything like that mm -hmm. um, from back in the 90s. But um, yeah, so this is the the sequel. It, it, it finally dropped. Um, I, I actually went out and bought an Xbox just so I could get in on this game and like play it and talk to about it because I, I watched the, I played the first game during quarantine like three times. Cause so I it's pretty recent in your mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I went out and I got it and man, I got to tell you, like they really like up their game. I know they, I know they had some reports of some buggy issues, some glitches and There's things been like that. Horrendous reports of that, but most everybody's figured it out and they've, they've released a couple of patches that have kind of, you know, worked out some of the kinks. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've got uh, actor Cameron Monaghan um, playing the role of Cal Kestis. And I, you know, I got I to gotta say, man, like he does a great job. The whole game is just visually stunning. The gameplay is fun and they do a great job of like mixing it up between like combat and puzzles and ex exploration and trying to, uh, you know, figure out how you get from point A to point B. So it's not like you're not bogged down with any one thing. Like you, you have puzzle solving, you have exploration, you have combat. And as you go, it has like a really cool leveling up system where you will essentially like you customize your your fighting style. 
as you go. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a stance mechanic in the game. So you can actually fight with all your favorite lightsaber versions, the double headed lightsaber mm -hmm. two like Florentine, two lightsabers, lightsaber and a uh, blaster at the same time, as well as a single lightsaber. And you do love the double head. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's my least favorite. Of them. Uh, and you can also do the cross guard, like the Kylo Ren style one, which is pretty cool. I think that comes. Yeah. That comes yeah, at some point it's later like in the, the game. Great sword version of it. But mm -hmm. uh, like, like Dylan said, the graphics are absolutely amazing. Um, it's got that Far Cry kind of the ultimate hardcore parkour. Kind of like, uh, yeah, a cross can, between uh, Far Cry and Dark Souls is what I'm hearing a lot of people say. Yeah, the, the combat's more Dark Souls aligned where the uh, the moving around, you'd see something in either Far Cry or Assassin's Creed. Or you know what like it that. reminded me of? Like, it took me even further back than Far Cry. Um, reminded me of the days when I used to play, like, ah, I know Prince, of, Prince of Persia back on the OG Xbox. Now, I'm, talking, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, the old PC game. Which um, we know that one was the best. That one was fun, but no, like, they had some really fun, like, gameplay mechanics in that. And I think that was Ubisoft that actually made that game makes sense yeah they're, um they're pretty good at hardcore parkour, hardcore and, parkour. The, uh, and, and just to kind of like just to kind of wrap on it um the cinematic the cutscenes, um like when you're between levels and stuff i remember like when i finished like level one there's this whole big space battle as they're trying to they're trying to escape coruscant with this information and there's like tie fighters involved and like the whole cutscene goes on for like 10 15 minutes it's a long cutscene, and you feel like you're you like you're like you feel like you forget you're playing a game, and you feel like like I'm just watching a really cool chapter of the Star Wars Legacy happen right now. Yeah, and they do it. They do a great job not touching any of the source material from the main movies. Like it right. is its own independent story. It's believable. It, mm -hmm. it takes place. It doesn't. It doesn't ride off anything's coattails right. per se and stuff like that. And the guy's charismatic but, as a, as a character. Right. That first oh, scene man, in the I, game, like right away, I'm I, like, oh, this dude's like kind of badass. I really, you know? really want to see uh, Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kess because they use his likeness, not only his voice, but his likeness in in the video game. And Mark Hamill even trained him a little and, bit. And yeah, yeah. They, they did a video where Mark Hamill was like training him for the video game, which is fun. But I really want to see him come in and do something live action for Star Wars. He like I want to cool. see that character. Like, like bottom line, it looks cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great character. Easy character like and his robot's cool, you know. Oh, a little BD one. Awesome. Yeah. BD one. I think I think I might actually have to pull that uh that cosplay. You should totally do that. At Dragon Con this year. That'll be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, to, to wrap up that section of it, like, I just really feel like it adds an element of the Star Wars universe that we, that we needed. And, um, you know what? I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I, I give it four lightsabers. And I have, um, we got a little bit. Oh, sorry oh, about that. We've got a, a second bit of gaming news here. This is on the retro side and, mm -hmm. uh, we just got a physical release for the Nintendo 64. This oh, really? Week. Oh yeah. And it is. Pretty awesome, from what I understand. It's uh, it's a two D shooter, uh, known yeah. as Xeno Crisis, which if oh, 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 did you say Nintendo sixty four? Yes, N sixty four. Yeah, okay. I'm not making that up. Okay. Physical release, so, N64, cartridge, let's, box, the let's whole nine yards. back it up to where they're making new shit for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> We're living in good times. Yeah. So the year is 2023. Yes. There's a Nintendo 64 game that's coming out. And uh, Michael Keaton is on screen as Batman and Little Mermaid is coming back. So in theaters, yeah, pretty soon it's going to be time to ice ice baby or something to that effect. Yeah, the, the you know, the 80s had their time. Now the <laughs> 90s are coming back, I guess. But no, a, a true physical release for the system. It's a uh, twin stick 2D shooter type game. OK, it's released for other platforms, too. If you buy the physical copy, you get the digital download for other things like the Nintendo Switch. So then what's example. the point of the, the physical like Nintendo 64 cartridge one? Because why not? 
and it's okay. kind of cool, like to mess and you know program it's, a cartridge in these days for like for the millennials or the elder millennials like you and me, like I like to put my cartridge in the game slot. It's yeah. definitely probably geared towards the retro gaming community. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to watch a review about the game, I know John Hancock, the immortal John Hancock, uh, <laughs> did one on uh, on YouTube, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's probably for those kind of guys, you know, the Metal Jesus Rocks crowd, the mm-hmm. Radical Reggie, all those guys are out there buying a, a physical copy of it. Um, I don't have mine yet, but but in 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 my defense, not Doolin's, is that you did play N64 like two weekends ago with me, uh, WrestleMania 2000. We did, and it was it was a great time because we're we're old and we like things the old-fashioned way. So you can't say the cartridge is dead. Yeah, all right, fair. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, like you did actually go out and buy it specifically for that so oh, we yeah. could like sit around, have drinks, and play WrestleMania 2000 all night. Which is, yeah, that's always a good night. And it was a good time. So that's that's interesting. All right. So we'll keep a look on some of this uh, some of these cool retro gaming things we have coming out here in the coming months. I think that'll be fun. Something else fun to talk about for uh, brews, news, and reviews. I think. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, let's uh, let's go ahead and we're gonna move on to our comic man segment. So for our podcast, uh, I'm sorry, our pilot, the pilot episode of our podcast. This is going to be where we're going to talk to uh, Charles Baserap with Stay at Home Comic Asylum with our comic book news. So let's go ahead and get into Comic Man. Here we go. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. All right, we are on with Comic Man, Charles Baserap, coming into us live. Charles, how you doing today, buddy? I am good, gentlemen. How we doing over there? Doing great, man. Outstanding. Thanks for... I was just kayaking my way down to the set of Gladiate Free or Die Hard when you caught me, so it's good time. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Thanks for watching, man. So, uh, so if no you guys uh, don't know uh, Charles, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a published writer. Uh, he's been around the block a couple times. Uh, he has uh, he has a TikTok channel called Stay at Home Comic Asylum where he jumps in and talks about all of the comics that have been released every week. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take it to you, Comic Man. What are the latest releases on the shelves that you've gotten into this week? All right. Well, so if I, I get a lot. I, I've got over 25,000 books. So, you know, you, you get <laughs> a lot. In, in, the, in the theme song where it says, got more books than a comic store, you weren't, we weren't kidding. Yeah. That's impressive. I thought yeah, I had no, a lot of video games. I, I've been at this for a while. You know, so I got about you know twenty something books this week. That's I haven't gotten through all of them yet. I've only gotten through about a dozen or so. But okay. I've gotten through my DC <laughs> ones. Uh, the two big ones from DC this week, you know, I want to watch out for are um, Mark Wade and Dan Mora on the new Shazam series that just started. Shazam. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, all right. Probably one of the best uh, creative teams out there right now. Wade and Mora. They're also doing a Batman Superman World's Finest, and it's oh, just nice. uh, it's nice. it's old. It's just old fashioned fun. It's just it's Shazam and this new little little bit of a fallout from this recent event that Mark Wade had written called Lazarus Planet, where Lazarus resin in a volcano exploded as as it happens. You know, typical DC Tuesday. Right. And uh, <laughs> end of the world coming must be Tuesday. Yep, there it is. <laughs> but uh, apparently, it affected Shazam and some magic, so he can't share his powers with oh, his uh, his siblings like he used to. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Hippolyta, Wonder Woman's mother, is a goddess in her own right now, and she gave Mary Marvel her own Shazam powers based on different gods. Right. So she's, you know, she's off on her own, and you know, Billy's off on his own. So it's a, it's a good throwback. The other one from DC this week was uh, Batman number nine hundred. Wow, that's a big so mark. Yeah, nine zero I mean, zero. Are we still on Bruce Wayne now, or is it like it's still Bruce Wayne? But okay. it's it's technically it's it's issue one thirty five. But it's is if they never renumbered it, it would have been issue nine hundred. Okay, because they they renumbered after Flashpoint when everything got reset. We got fifty two issues of the uh, new fifty two era, and then they renumbered it again with the Rebirth era. So we're at one thirty five of that. So legacy numbering, they call it number nine hundred, nice. and uh, it's, it was it was pretty cool. It was a little time travel, a little um, dimension okay. hopping. We got to see him interact with uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Okay. Batman. You think that's kind of a tie-in with the upcoming Flashpoint movie a little bit? I, I think a little bit too. There's 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 a lot of corporate synergy that goes on sometimes with these. You know, it's one of those things. It, the plot itself doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's uh, this guy called the Red Mask in this alternate world that Batman's been trapped in. Uh, those comic those who aren't comic book readers years ago, Batman had a, there was a storyline in Justice League called Tower of Battle, mm-hmm. and we learned that Batman kept files on everybody. Oh, nice. I think I remember that storyline, or at least from the the animated series, where like, you yeah, have files on all of us. He's like, yeah, of course too. I do. Yeah, but he also had one for himself in case he ever went rogue. And this thing, got, this thing got operated. It was called failsafe. It got operated and it came to life and it took him out. And everyone thought he was dead. He was actually transported to this like alternate world. And this bad guy called the Red Mask, uh, Joker's original name was the Red Hood. That's why Jason Todd took the name when he came back to life. Mm-hmm. But awesome. right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Red Mask is trying to become the Joker. He he needs this, and he finds out by Ooh. looking into the multiverse that he's actually creating Jokers across the multiverse. Now, oh, nice. he the multiverse to try and learn how to become the Joker, he winds up learning that he's the reason the Jokers exist in the first place. Right, that's so, pretty sick. You know, Batman trying so, well, to get like, back to his okay. time. So we see Batman hopping through. Like, you no, know, it's funny because like there's a one point where he's fighting, and this, you know, the he loses his belt. And Adam West's Batman gives him a belt and this giant shots and shoots him. Yeah, that's and awesome. He reaches into he reaches into his belt and he's like, finally, a Batman more prepared than me. And it's the shark repellent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's classic. So that's a, that's a deep cut, right? There. Yeah, that is, that man. Oh, that's great. But if it was like anybody who knows like a, a, a thing or two about Batman will like instantly recognize like that is like not only like a throwback, but a nice little like a nudge, nudge, you know, like, eh, 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 you know, you guys all remember the bat shark repellent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, of course. So anti-fake back shark repellent, no less. <laughs> so. Rubber sharks are dangerous, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know, I know, Gotham City is not New York, but there's there's a lot of sharks in the Hudson, you know, just in case. <laughs> super. I, I, I'm from New York. I'll tell you, that's where they are. So all of the all of the Jokers across the multiverse have um, they're destined to become the Joker because of this guy. Yeah, that's what it seemed to be saying. I mean, whether or not they actually stick with that, because. Every, DC kind of has no idea what they're doing from day. They, 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 every time they, every time retcon, they retcon, retcon. World, yeah, that, that's what it is. You know, people who don't know what a retcon is, basically when they, you know, a new writer comes in and says everything that you just knew about that guy, well, here's what really happens. And like, you're like, oh, well, that doesn't really make much sense. <laughs> no, they, yeah, thanks for explaining that to everybody because that is, it gets frustrating sometimes and confusing. It mm-hmm. does. And, and, you know, and you guys, you know, mentioned, you know, death being a uh, you know, thing. Uh, one yes. of the other big books out this week is Immortal X-Men from, mm-hmm. from, from Marvel Comics. 
and that's dealing with the fallout of the recently wrapped sins of sinister where mr sinister had this accidentally created this like dystopian world mm -hmm. that got away from him and uh, the X-Men have been cheating death now for the last couple of years. Uh, it's kind of like throwing it in the face of like, you know, with cheapening death. You're talking about how super, Death of Superman destroyed death. Mm -hmm. um, it's gotten even worse since then. And with the X-Men, oh, they actually, they download their their minds basically into Cerebro through Xavier. And anytime one of them dies, oh, they're able to just clone a new body and yeah, just upload yeah, the last yeah, version yeah. of it. That's yeah. pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's just cool, like nobody can die. Things. There's no stakes. Yeah. Well, well, that's exactly it. It's cool in a sense, but it's also like as you long know, as you're one of the stakes. Your clone, your cloning technology has to be pretty tight, obviously. Yeah, and it's and it's it was, it, but it, they did get into a little bit of like the philosophical aspect of it with you know Nightcrawler trying to warn these like you know some of like the younger mutants especially who were just like we can't die, let's be reckless. And like, <laughs> well, I mean, technically you, know, you like, can. Like we'll just bring back one that looks just like, like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of brings it back yeah, to that. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's. it's, it's yeah, and like, but they even if they died like in this like one like dimension, this other world they call it stuff like that, they don't come back the right way, you well, know. So it's like almost like pet cemetery. Yeah, pet cemetery. <laughs> Jesus, what was going great on? Great reference. The also, well, it, it's kind of like the six day thing. You're only downloaded to a certain point, right? So you you don't really yeah, come they, back as yourself. Downloaded to the last. Yeah, every every night they get uploaded into like a new version of themselves. So they're downloaded pretty regularly. But like you know, if they die, like they don't remember like they, they remember like up to like when they went on the mission. And, right. Like, then right. when they wake up, they're like, oh, I guess I died. <laughs> well, I, that <laughs> you guys downloaded me before we left last time, right? No, like, yeah, like, was it good to take pictures? You know, it's that sort of thing. You're like a year behind. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, they're fine. And it's, it's funny because they actually now have two Laura Kinney's. Laura Kinney is mm -hmm. the little girl from the uh, Logan movie. Oh, okay. X-23, oh, cool. yeah. right? X-23, yeah. 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 So now there's accidentally two of them because yeah. Laura Kinney and this uh, these two other X-Men, Darwin and Sink, they went into this world where the children of the vault live. And it's this like hyper accelerated time where like time moves a lot different for them. And mm -hmm. they like get like hyper evolved. So like they've been in this world an hour time for like a couple of weeks. But to them, it's hundreds of years oh wow and mm -hmm. because laura has the ability to you know she has her healing factor right sync can mimic anybody's ability within his you know presence if he was able to like hook up with her healing factor mm -hmm. kind of like and um also, what was the dude who could do that back in the day kane or something or morph Mor morph could like do that. stuff yeah. like that yeah oh yeah well yeah. And, and then hold on Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Darwin is able to just like adapt to things. So they were able to survive. But when they came out of it, it looked like only Sink had survived. So they resurrected Laura and he was upset because he had this whole relationship with Laura while they were in there. And um, they resurrected Laura. And, you know, she obviously didn't feel the same way about him because she didn't have the same experiences. Right. Exactly. And when they went, so they go back into the vault on a rescue mission for Darwin because they know that Darwin is still trapped in there. And they actually find Laura's actually still in there. She didn't right. die after all. Oh, wow. Sink just thought she did. So they brought her out. So we have like an old man, you know, an old woman, Laura, mm -hmm. and the young, new cloned version of Laura. So the young <laughs> one's going by the name of Wolverine. The oh. older one is taking the name Talon. And oh, that's God. both in operation right now. So it Oh my God, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's like trying to explain it. You look like Charlie Day, like on that, like, you know, conspiracy <laughs> boy thing, you know? It's just like pretty well versed in sense. bird law. <laughs> well, it's, 
it, it's what's so hard. These 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 companies they think that they the they think the obstacle to collecting comics is that the numbers are high, so they're constantly rebooting and relaunching with new number ones. But mm-hmm. it's that you have to have a degree in like advanced imaginary crap to really? like actually understand the stuff. Like someone like me. I have nothing else better to do with my life, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that's a little bit sad, but you know, on the other hand, it's also you're curating like, knowledge on a level that is impressive to anybody who, well, I have every know. X-Men issue from 1963 to this week. That's amazing. If, it, if it's got X-Men on it, I have it, you know, so that, that's right. like, no, it's been, it's, it's a big part of my collection. It's a big thing I've done, you know, and this week we also had not one, not two, but five Star Wars related comics. Sweet baby awesome. Jesus. All right. I think they were taking advantage of it. We had a Lando one-shot, which was a lot of fun, actually. I wasn't sure how it would be, but, mm-hmm. you know, that you're talking about brews, this pair is nice. Are we, are we doing nice. young Lando or middle-aged Lando? This, uh, this, is set, this is to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, so it takes place in between Empire and Jedi. Okay, right on. So it's him and, it's him sure. and Chewie going around trying to find some ways to, like, you know, maybe come up with a plan to go into Jabba's palace and uh, I think they did that in Shadows of the Empire, which was nuked, so. Yeah, they're, they're, they're redoing some stuff, like, 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 like reskinning kind of some of the old stuff that got, like, you know, jettisoned when they, when they had the whole buyout. Right. But we have Darth Vader, which has been a lot of fun. We have Darth Vader right now teaming up with uh, the other handmaidens from mm-hmm. Padme's squad. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So a whole team that looks like Natalie Portman is like every like fourth <laughs> dream that I have. So it's, it's a fun book to read. That's why. Fun. Uh, Dr. Afra. if those who don't know, Dr. Afra is one of my favorite characters. She's created specifically for the comic books. Um, okay. I'm surprised she hasn't made her way into Disney's shows yet. She's like, um, she's like a female Indiana Jones, okay, but with no scruples, like just no scruples. Like she's okay. like, and she'll betray anybody. She's betrayed Darth Vader. She's betrayed okay. the Jedi. She's just, she's just in it for herself. She's... She also kind of has like a, a rogue with a heart of gold. Like, oh, geez, of course, yeah. Like I don't care but, about anybody but myself, but I secretly care about people. But like, but you know, but she's one of those characters that like you, you know, like this is she's she's Asian. Okay. Of, of soul, you know, like Asian by way of Star Wars standards. Yes, by way of Star Wars Asian. But you didn't really know until a lot further into the run that she was also, you know, that she was also gay. Okay. And it's not made a point. She's a character who happens to be gay. Just happens not to a be. Yeah. Who's nothing but gay. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a difference. Like you know, Megan Fitzmartin's writing Tim Drake or Timbler Drake, as I've been calling him. And um, it's been a nightmare when they, you know, she's the one who made Tim Drake buy in the mm-hmm. in the comics, mm-hmm. and every issue is like the equivalent of like finding out that someone's a vegan. He will tell you that. You <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's like okay, we we get it. You're it's like more the old than uh, that. We get it. It's, it's cool. It's the, it's, we we it's, it's we, the old military trip. Yeah, like how yeah. do you know somebody's a pilot? It's, it's just because like, they tell you as soon as they yeah. meet you. It's right? like we yeah. know, we understand, we accept and love you. Can yeah, we just like, move cool. on with the yeah. story, please? There's an emergency. Is anyone a doctor? I'm a vegan. <laughs> if that helps. N- not relevant to the conversation. Yeah. Well, um, one last thing but I like, wanted to. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, uh, I was, was going to say one. Dr. Afra, she's done right. You know, she's, she's, cool. she's like a, a the perfect character. If you're, if you're in Dr. Afra, Alyssa Wong is writing it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, okay. it's a book you cannot miss. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, one so last thing that here? I wanted to touch on you with, um, since it's yes, it, it's big and it's coming out here uh, this summer, is uh, so I I I, I got to admit, like I have not really been super excited about an MCU project on the screen uh, in quite some time. Like, um, but I saw the trailer for 
Secret Invasion starring like Nick Fury. Oh. Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury. And that's something like I feel like Nick Fury uh, has never really gotten his due on in the MCU arena. Um, so I was kind of excited to see that. So um, so we're going to shift gears from like the what's coming out soon or what's coming out now rather and tell us like uh, just sort of like a, a crash course course cliff notes if you will secret invasion yeah. like what maybe what can we expect from this wow. disney plus series that's just, coming uh, up this yeah, summer put the man on the on the spot yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean I, like like he can't rattle it off <laughs> and, and, and before that real quick we did actually have two female things um oh. in, in, in marvel comics yeah i know yeah, i know they existed yeah, yeah, I Shannon feel like I've Ventura seen that. Shannon was also Miss Marvel for a while, and she was a love okay. interest of Ben Grimm, who mm -hmm. was now married to Alicia Masters. Uh, and then we had another one who was wearing like a thing suit uh, when um, okay. Fraction took over the book uh, a while back. But no, I was just thinking about that when you guys were talking about movies. Yeah, with Mila uh, yeah, Kunis, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about Secret Invasion because it, 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 it has that sort of like dark noir espionage thriller that we haven't really seen since winter soldier maybe right. a little bit okay. of it in captain in, in, in falcon and, and winter soldier but like it's keeping with that darkness and i think the challenge is going to be trying to keep it grounded right uh, the original story secret invasion had the scrolls those were the shape-shifting aliens that we first saw in captain marvel and they had infiltrated various elements of world governments and mm -hmm. even teams like the avengers and eventually they just wound up like, you know, taking over and it became this whole you no know, takeover thing. Everyone had a fight with them. Mm -hmm. The big the thing that made it so scary was originally scrolls couldn't imitate powers. They could only shapeshift into somebody, but they couldn't use the abilities. So they couldn't mimic a mutant's abilities. Okay. okay. The only one who was able to do that was Kalert, the super scroll. He was created, he was genetically engineered to fight the Fantastic Four. So mm -hmm. he had all the abilities of the Fantastic Four, but that was it. He couldn't shape into storm and then control the weather. So maybe they can this this can be kind of like a little bit of a lead into Fantastic Four for the MCU. Yeah, well, a little and bit. that's what I'm hoping because you know uh, later cool. on in the X Men mm -hmm. in the '90s they were able to mimic the uh, some of them were able to mimic abilities. We had Wolverine at one point replaced by a Skrull while the real Wolverine was being made into Apocalypse's Horseman of Death. Right, right. And um, and then that that kind of like eventually we didn't really see much of the Skrulls. And then we saw in this when when Brian Michael Bendis was writing the New Avengers and Avengers books. Electra had gone crazy. She was ruling the hand, and Echo was forced to kill her. And when she died, her body reverted to a scroll body, and they were like, "What the hell just happened?" Mm, okay. And they realized that there was something afoot. So eventually, we find out that Mockingbird, um, even Jarvis, the butler for the Avengers, oh, all of these longtime characters, Hank Pym, these you know, like these these were all actually scrolls for years that we didn't know about and the real ones were captured somewhere else right so i don't know how much they can do or how much they want to do with that because right. you'd have to introduce a bunch of characters well i think for I, mcu like they take like they take like little bits and pieces from some the of these sagas stuff. and you know kind of build from there obviously so obviously it's going to be its own thing but uh, yeah, you know they'll smart, they keep it grounded no powers just like you know have like nick fury going through like you know like he did kind of like with hydra like you know going through the ranks trying to find out like where because that's where that's what made the scrolls you know scarier not that they can be some sort of random hero that we'd have to introduce and not really have any attachment to right and it'd be too hard it'd be too many questions to ask like why are the scrolls bad now last time we saw them they were helping people out, you know, you know, they, they were saved by earthlings. They were saved by Carol Danvers. They were saved by Nick Fury. 
And when they got blipped, if they did get blipped, did they get blipped because they were on Earth? Did they get blipped mm. because they were half the skull race? You know, like, how does that... Are they part like, of the 50%? Where, where in the yeah. timeline does this... Yeah, like, like, how long have they been infiltrating? We found out in the comics they had been doing this for years, mm-hmm. but how long has it actually had been going on in this show? Like, you no, know, then how have we not seen any indication of it, given what Nick Fury's known about the scrolls mm-hmm. since back in the Captain Marvel days in the early 90s when the movie took place? Right. Wow. I'm not gonna lie, Charles. You got me fired up. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pumped for it. When I saw that, when I saw the trailer, my first thought was Winter Soldier. It's nice. got that darkness. Yeah, um, that's what I was that, thinking. You know, and you you mentioned John Krasinski before. It is Jack Ryan, Tom mm-hmm. Clancy's Jack Ryan. Right. That he is in on Amazon, and um, you yeah, know, it's got that sort of like political I, spy thriller type feel to it. Yeah, I didn't want to so, misspoke when Thad Castle, so aka just, Aquaman, from. Uh, uh, the old Smallville series. He was Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah. There was a couple oh, yeah. different shows going Reacher. on at the same time. Yeah. So I, I just wanted he, to interject here because oh, I, as stacked, we're yeah. as we're live on uh, TikTok here, I've had Amanda has like chimed in several times. Like, tell tell Charles I could listen to his comic book knowledge for hours, and you know, just <laughs> Overlord base rap. Like, <laughs> teach me the ways. That's awesome. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a thing. It's what I do. <laughs> Well, I, I really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with you about like some of this comic oh, book stuff. Me. And, uh, I, you know, we would really just love to have you come back every week and just kind of bullshit with us about comics for a couple minutes, yeah, man. This you, has been you, a great time. You, this is exciting. Wind me up and turn me loose. Amanda, if you want that content, you just got to chime in and, you know, yeah. listen every week. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's actually having a conversation with someone else in the thread right oh, now. Awesome. So we're, we're chopped liver now. But uh, <laughs> so uh, this has been uh, Charles Basrap, comic guy, aka Stay at Home Comic Asylum. Are, are you still doing some uh, reviews on your TikTok channel? I, I will be coming back. I had to take some time off uh, dealing with a partially torn rotator cuff, so oh, it's been a little bit uh, there. a little bit of up and down, and I'm helping foment a uh, rebellion at my daughter's middle school. <laughs> so it's, it's a good uh, day for rebellion. Yeah. It's been it's exactly. I'm wearing my Star Wars Rebellion shirt, and it's it's been a lot. There's been a lot going on. So yeah, so I will be back eventually to that. But uh, but yeah, there are reviews on that page, and uh, you can you can check them out there. All right, awesome. This is uh Charles Basrap, aka Comic Guy, aka Stay at Home Comic Asylum. You can follow him on TikTok. Charles, thanks for uh, joining in with us today, and uh, we will definitely call back in with you next week for another round of Comic Man. Yeah, great talking to you. All right, good deal, guys. Thanks. All right, you bet, man. Thank you. All right. So that uh, that was Charles Bass Rap Comic Man, and we are going to go ahead and uh, move on from that segment. Wow, we were like we're almost an hour in right now. Like I didn't uh, I didn't realize like we would uh, we'd be going. There. I figured like an hour and done, but you know we'll kind of learn the it timing of this thing. Yeah, well, this is a pilot. This is the pilot episode. We'll kind of like learn the timings. If we run, you know what? It's our show. We can run. I'm not over. gonna lie, Charles is far more interesting in his commentary. Uh, you know that's not that's not a two second segment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But no, that was a, that was a lot of fun hanging out with Charles. Um, we're gonna do that every week, hopefully. Um, and that's gonna keep everybody up to date. Like even if you're into comics and you just don't have the time, or, or yeah. maybe 
maybe you don't have a comic store near you and you don't order them online or you don't subscribe online. Like this is a good way to catch up and know what's going on yeah. in, in all the various comic. We universes. have our, we have our very own comic man on tap. Who's yeah. ready to come in there it's and a great asset. Yeah. Come in there and teach us the ways of what's happening in the comic book world. But we're going to move on from the comic book world to mysterious world. So this Ooh. is going to be our, uh, we're sometimes supernatural, sometimes unsolved mysteries or sometimes, uh, lost civilizations, just the great mysteries of the world and the universe as we get into it. So let's, jump into Mysterious World. Here we go. All right, so this is Mysterious World. We're going to kick off our pilot episode of Mysterious World with a couple of urban legends hold so, my beer watch this hold my beer watch yeah. this all right so um so like for for this first episode i gave uh, keith an assignment and i gave myself an assignment for uh two creepy urgent urb urgent let me try Ur- that urban, again urban 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 legends that we're going to talk about and we're going to kick it off with actually something that i learned a little bit about for the first time when i was uh vacationing down in key west with my girlfriend last summer we were down there in key west and we were doing this uh ghost walk and i learned all about this creepy urban legend down there in key west i'm going to turn it over to keith keith what is uh first up for mysterious world okay so this is a little bit of urban legend and urban fact we're going to talk about the inspiration for the Child's Play movies, a.k.a. Chucky, the I actual Chucky doll. Okay. His name is Robert the Doll. Um, Go. I can't make this up. Okay. So Robert the Doll is, uh, he might have actually even been the inspiration. Obviously, Chucky was based off of the old uh, My Buddies. I had a My Buddy. He did? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah back like, in the day. Uh, my Buddy and Me and then Kid Sister. I can still sing his song, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, As well as what well, the other one was Teddy Ruxpin, right? It was I had like a Teddy Ruxpin, too. I had all the creepy bear. dolls, man. And these were... Uh, anthropomorphic is not the right term, but they, you know, there were dolls. Yeah, that of course. And stuff. Yeah. But Robert the doll was actually made in 1904 by this German company. It was like Steiff or Steef. I don't know how to pronounce that. 1904. Right. Okay, um, got it. So we're going back. It was purchased circa 1904, 1906. And I've heard too, like there's so much stuff on the online and, you know, and books and whatnot about this guy. Uh, so it was purchased. Amanda either... had a kid's sister. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she would. Uh, they, Somebody bought it, grandmother, grandparents, something like that. But I've also heard that like a disgruntled voodoo practicing maid or somebody that was like a friend of the family, like gave it to Robert, right? Okay. And this thing's 40 inches tall. So it's big by like a doll standard. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the size I mean, of a yeah, kid, it's right? 1904. They didn't, yeah. they weren't making Barbies back then. Right. Um, but anyway, they became like fast friends, right? And mm-hmm. like weird stuff would start so, happening. So Robert Eugene had Robert the doll. Robert right? Eugene. Um, okay. Otto is his name, and he goes by Gene, right? For the for the rest of the story, I'm going to refer okay. to to refer to him as Gene, Gene and okay. the doll is Robert. Got it. Um, anyway, so Gene would get in all kinds of you know tomfoolery and stuff as a child, and blame it on Robert the doll. Right. And hear crashing and stuff in the kitchen, and be like, "Who did it?" He's like, "Robert did it." Doll right. sitting there, so as, it's kind as of creepy. Children, right? As children tend to do, like just blame it on the doll, you well, know? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple other stories that like kind of get weirder like furniture being tossed around in the room they get the same can't thing do, right know. and they get the same thing and he's like well robert did it right um there's actually a story of a plumber working on the house i think when robert was still a kid okay and uh he heard like Kate mean, giggling, when gene like, was still a kid uh, yeah when yeah sorry okay. no it's all right yeah when gene was still a kid he's at school or whatever and mm-hmm. the plumber like hears like the creepy giggling he like you know, <laughs> okay he like goes up into the room and he's like okay this mm-hmm. is a weird room and there's a big doll here and then like 
hears the same thing, maybe a little bit of commotion, goes back, and the doll's like not in the same spot. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so, so like, so creepy, allegedly right? the doll yeah. like just gets up and moves when nobody's moves. looking. Well, he also, it's like every Stephen King movie you've ever seen. Right, right. But he also like might have dismembered other toys and like took a head off another doll. Oh, so he's like Buzz Lightyear and Woody. He's jealous of the other toys. Okay. But anyway, so Gene grows up, goes to college. He goes to art school, actually. Uh, Marries a French lady and moves back to his childhood home, which is in Key West. And you can still visit today, I believe. Which I did. Called the Artist House? Yeah, that's when I went on the ghost walk um, with my girlfriend back in June. Like, we were were actually outside... So the Airbnb when I was like learning about Robert That's how you got Goodall. exposed to that's the story. That's how I got exposed okay. to the story. And I was like, you know what? That'll be fun to talk about on the podcast. But we were actually standing outside the Airbnb, like in the in the driveway. And there's like people watching us talk about Robert Dahl that lived in the house. And that, they're probably talking and about And they were probably Robert talking about Robert Dahl yeah. as we were talking about Robert and, Dahl. And this is actually applicable to this part of the story. Okay, so cool. Go. He, he gets back to his home and then, you know, he's back with his doll. Like he never like stopped liking the doll and he kept it. And it so, actually like, and he's a grown man at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he's an adult, right? Yeah. Um, he put the doll in the attic, and the third story Florida house, like it's not really an attic; it's just like a right. room upstairs, right? Yeah. And um, they dressed it up in a sailor costume, which he's still wearing today. Yes, uh, which in, is in the probably museum, yeah. jeans, clothes from when he was a kid, like a little costume. Yeah, kids used to wear that kind of stuff. And the, also gave one of his little teddy bears to Robert, right? Mm-hmm. And he would put Robert in the window, be sitting in the window, chilling all day, chilling out, watching and, like, people. Kids would be walking to school or wherever kids walked in Key West, probably to the bar, right? Yeah. Um, and they would actually cross the street and avoid the house because it was creepy and supposedly, like, the doll would change sides of the windows, you know, different parts of the day. Okay. Also, he's known to have, like, a weird facial expression that changes. And you can see pictures of this guy online. Um, you can even go see him in person. We actually posted from our Facebook page, like, the, the picture of him online. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, the, the picture that somebody... Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah I right. didn't take the picture. No, we didn't take a picture. Yeah. Um, and we're about to get into that. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll make yep. this quick. Absolutely. No, go for it. Um, so... Gene, you know, sadly passed away in 1974. And a woman bought the house from them, and she kept the doll, which I think is which really is weird, random, right? She right? didn't like the doll, did she? Uh, I, I'm not so sure on that. I've seen a couple different things, but she okay. kept the doll for 20 years. Okay, so she gave this doll to a museum, and I'll, I'll tell you what museum it is here in a second. Okay, 20 years after, like in the 90s, you approach a museum, you're like, hey, I got this this doll, and they're gonna be like, okay go away. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like, but it's a no, creepy doll. But it's, it's, it's freaky and it's haunted. Right. And, <laughs> and I mean, obviously child's play had already been out by this time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a Robert, the doll movie that's actually out now. That they came out did do a Robert. 2015. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so this, oh, up. this is like, so that's um, going back a couple like, of years. Yeah, not recent, re- yeah, pretty recent, but, but like you know. directly based off the doll. Right. Not like, not like, rumor, not like child's play or something. Stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway. So he passes away. This lady buys it. She donates the doll to the, uh, Fort East Martello Museum. It's in Key West, Florida, mm-hmm. and it's there. So it's pretty crazy. The house is still there too. It's an Airbnb, so you can actually stay in the house and go to the museum and like right. really creep yourself out if you want. <laughs> but um, so the cool thing about where the doll is now, he's actually encased in glass, and there's like these weird rules that like came up in the museum. And there's haunted tours of the museum. You can see all kinds of weird. Stuff of course, online. yeah. Um, they do they love say, their ghost walks. They argue that this is the most haunted doll in the United States as well. And there's other haunted doll stories, but they also say this is the most haunted thing period in Key like West. Most Key haunted West is, inanimate object that is not a place. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like, you know, you got Hemingway's house, you got all kinds of stuff down there that people are like, Oh, that's haunted. This is haunted. Yeah. But of I mean, Key West has got a lot of creepy stuff going on, which is cool. Um, but this is the most haunted object there. Um, 
so the rules are weird. Like you have my, to, my girlfriend's on the live. She said we should stay there next year. Yeah. I'll yeah, bet you, you would. You should totally do that. Yeah. Just <laughs> tell me how it goes. Um, so you go in there and you're supposed to say like, good morning or good afternoon to Robert or like actually physically address the doll. Right. Um, you can't take its picture without asking permission and you ask Robert right. permission, but you don't really know if he gives it to you. Well, you just assume you, I think, I guess you're just assuming that like, Hey, I'm asking your permission. Is it cool? If that's cool, give me no sign. And if like nothing falls off the wall, then you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. If the roof doesn't collapse. All right. We're good. Right. Um, but people have actually had issues in like, you know, whether it's, it's been monetary stuff, uh, divorce, um, right. like crazy stuff has this happened, like a death in the family Could and, and be they, coincidence. They blame it on not asking Robert for permission. So they ended up writing letters to him and Robert mm-hmm. still gets one to three letters a week. The doll one to three a week. The doll still gets to letter, this day. like, like a written letter. And some are crazy. Some are from kids and stuff, but he even got one from a president that wished him happy birthday, uh, mm. which was nuts. I think the it was, pre- pre- which president? Do I think you it know? was George W. Bush that wrote. Of was like, course hey, happy it's George B- W. Bush. Happy birthday, Robert the doll. Like, uh, Robert the doll. Yeah, you fooled me once. Uh, <laughs> Shame on me. Can't, can't be fooled yeah. again. I think yeah. I think that's what it is. I says. mean, Robert's got yeah. a lot of strategy, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, it's a great you know thing to get involved. Presidents right. do stuff like that all the time, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, but the the um, you know if you don't follow the rules, you get the thing. But no anyway, he's there. You get the thing. You don't follow um, the rule, you get the thing. He is kind of deteriorating a little bit. Not real bad, but he's been in the well, sun. They've got him in the, the glass window, case. So he's now. in a glass case. You can't touch him or anything. People say that he still. I don't want to touch him. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, they also say that um, you know he he kind of looks like kind of like the Mona Lisa, or like some of those paintings that were painted specifically where the eyes kind of like follow you around the room, like it sort of does that. Yeah. So you're standing over um, here, he's looking at you. You're standing over there, he's looking yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. weird thing. And they they still say the the facial expression thing comes up a lot. Like you right. can kind of like hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. which. If a doll moves his mouth in front of me and it's not Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> and it's not, and <laughs> if it's it's not, not my bloody, animatronics it's not from the 80s, sister, I don't want it. I might lose it. Like that's, I'm going to be like, nope, I'm out. Um, but uh, no, it's a, it's a cool story. It's, it's creepy. It's not as creepy as, as the child's play movies actually make it out to be, but right. it is a cool, um, well, that, know, of course, legend, Child's Play yeah. took took plenty of liberties and made it their own thing. So yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and but, Chucky was awesome. Some of those were pretty entertaining, but uh yeah, um, and that's that's kind of the story of Robert the Doll. And uh, yeah, you can look it up online. You can go to the museum and check it out. Like it's pretty neat. Check it out. Well, uh, like uh, my my girlfriend's watching us here live, and she wants to go stay at the Airbnb where he he stayed because we're we're gonna actually go it's back down there. It's a beautiful house. And two months we're going back down. Yeah. Two and a half months we'll be back down there again. I mean, a three story house mm-hmm. in Key West. That's got to be. I mean, that's by even today's standards. Yeah. That's 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 nice. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, that's. So that's Robert the doll, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and well, your assignment was a little bit different. My assignment was a little bit different. So from we're going to go from Key West all the way up north. North. Let me try. Let me try that again. Words are hard. Northwest. North to Chicago. So we're going to talk about uh, Chicago's most popular ghost. So this is a really cool urban legend going all the way back to the 1930s. So we're in 2023 right now. So we're going back 90 some odd years at this point. So we're going back okay. almost almost 100 years. So we've, so, we've done 100, now we're doing 90. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, Resurrection Mary. So this is a uh, the story of a ghostly hitchhiker. Now, I'm sure like if you remember reading mm. like scary stories to tell in the dark when you were a kid. I love that book. Or there's always like those campfire stories about like. Tales picking, from the Crypt. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, well, that well, well, like camp, just, just like 
campfire stories where like somebody picks up a hitchhiker oh yeah and the hitchhiker leads this person into a cemetery and asks to stop the car and then when whoever's driving the car like looks to the right that person is gone so it's 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 an old urban legend but this is where that urban legend originated from cool so this is uh once again resurrection mary um, it's an, uh, this is coming from Justice, Illinois. So this is about 20 miles outside of Chicago. It's been circulating for a long time. And there's a lot of theories about who she was in life. Who was she? Uh, well, the most popular theory states that she was Mary Brigovi, was her name, who died in a hit and run on the side of Archer Avenue in Justice, Illinois in 1934 after having a fight with her boyfriend at the O. Henry Ballroom and then just storming out on foot. It's the O. Henry Ballroom still there? uh, Actually, no, it's not not still there anymore. They they changed it. That was a big place. That That was a big place like back in the 30s. It was a big thing. And I think... um, I think they, uh, they it closed down and they reopened it under another name some years ago. It's and like I want to say, if if my memory serves me correctly, don't quote me on this, but I think it burned down like not too long ago. Hideous, so, yeah. raging. Uh, no, no, no. I just, I, I, I think I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I think it burned down not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, let us but know it, in the stood, comments. Yeah, if you if you're watching in the comments and if you know, then feel free to feel free to watch it uh, or not watch it. Feel free to tell us, um, but. I, I derailed myself, but uh, okay. So another theory that states that her name wasn't Mary at all, but possibly um, Anna. Hopefully, I'm saying this correctly. Marija Norcus, who died in 1927 from an automobile accident. So instead of getting hit by the car, she was actually in the car on, once again on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. Uh, both theories similar story yeah, okay. revolve around a young woman who left the O. Henry Ballroom and died in an automobile accident. So um, they're, they're similar stories. We have one with a, a woman named Anna, one with a woman named Mary, but her name is Resurrection Mary by standards of all the locals. Um, there have been a lot of sightings for Resurre- Resurrection Mary over the years. Um, a popular eyewitness account comes from a man by the name of Jerry Paulus, who claims that he actually met Mary in 1939. Um, so uh, he, he met her at a, at a nightclub in the south side of Chicago. So this was actually not the O. Henry Ballroom. Okay. Um, so uh, he, uh, and I actually remember seeing this like way back when I was a kid on the old Unsolved Mystery show. So that was actually kind of what triggered it because it was still back cool. there in the back of my mind. Show, yeah. And uh, this was like one of the ones that I remembered. I was like, you know, let me do some research on this and I, I want to talk about it. But um, so this guy, Jerry Paulus, when he was on Unsolved Mysteries, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's probably gone at this point, but uh, he claims that he he met her in in this dance club danced with her and uh, commented that her her hands were like really cold as ice. And, uh, you know, having been really attracted to this, uh, you know, beautiful young lady, asked if he could drive her home. Um, and so she starts giving him directions. And so he uh, she take he takes her outside of Chicago to Archer Avenue all the way to Resurrection Cemetery. Uh, and then she just says, stop the car. He stops the car. She gets out of the car and, you know, without saying like goodbye or thanking anything like it. So he gets out of the car to like follow her and she just vanishes into thin air, like right in front of his face. Like he just washes, washes her disappear. 
So, so that's um, like a direct, like, I, like yeah, I, I mean, saw this happen. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think, like, this is all the way back. This guy is telling an account of a story that happened back in 1939. Okay. So if we're talking about, like, the urban legend. I mean, you could probably drink and drive back then. This guy could have been lit, right? <laughs> that's that's very true. Like, I, I, think, I mean, not to take I anything think at away that from point, the story. Uh, at that point back in the day, if you get pulled over drunk, they're just like, can you? How many fingers am I holding up for? While well, I was holding up to you, you're only seeing double. You're fine, man. Just get home. You're you're all right. Yeah, back in 1939. Yeah. I Actually, don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I can't say I was. I wasn't there either. But um, so uh, going back to the story of Jerry Paulus, he uh, he did some digging to find out who this young woman was. Like he he only had a name to go. I on. hope you mean figuratively, right? No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. I don't. God. <laughs> Let's hope he didn't actually yeah. go into the graveyard and start digging robbery. her up. But no, he did some digging to find out like who this uh, who this girl was, and all he had was a name to go on. And okay. finally went and found her house. And this is like, and this is once again, I saw this on Unsolved Mysteries, and I read the accounts and right, everything. Right. But this is like where it really does become like it sounds like it's coming from like an urban like campfire tale right, kind of right. thing. But he uh, he he found her house and goes and knocks on the door. And her mother answers the door and he says, I'm looking for Mary. And, you know, her mother says, you know, is this some kind of sick joke? No, 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 no. And he goes, the the woman in the picture, because he looks in and he sees the picture and she goes, of course, my daughter, Mary, has been dead for five years. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Well, that is pretty creepy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, of course. But I mean, like if, I said, it, and if, you th- if you're in that guy's head, right, like you're that guy and you swear you met this girl two nights ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's been dead for five years. Like right. that's got to. But I mean, out. but I mean, it, the, once again, that's according to his account of what happened back in 1939. So it was a long, long time ago. Right. Right. Um, you know, it, but it really does sound kind of like a campfire tale. Oh, it's it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. But there are a lot of other eyewitness accounts of uh, people that are driving down Archer Avenue by Resurrection Cemetery late at night that claim to either see. This girl kind of translucently, uh, translucent or so like, and an or, like an actual, yeah, ghost, like, yeah. well, yeah, like translucent and or glowing on the side of the road. And she always has like long blonde hair and she's wearing a white flowing robe, as you would expect a ghost to, to look like. And if you're wondering why I know so much about ghosts, it's because I watched Ghostbusters about a thousand times when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some people say that they, they see her walking on the side of the road or whatever. And if you stop, like, she'll ask for a ride and then lead you to Archer at, or lead you to Resurrection Center. Okay. And then like and either vanish in the car or get out and disappear. Or um, some other people say, because, you know, once again, she died in that hit and run. So we heard um, there's a lot of other motorists still to this day that say that they're driving down Archer Avenue and they'll step out in front like she will rather sorry, step out in front of the car and they'll see this girl walk out in front of the car as they're moving at full speed in front of Resurrection Cemetery, hit the gas and then they hear the You mean impact. the break, right? Yeah, no, I did mean the break. Sorry. I got oh like God, so wrapped up not. in my story. I meant the break. Oh They'll man. hit, no, not, not like, oh, let me run this bitch down. No, 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 no. no. Hit no. the break. Sorry. They'll hit the break and then, you know, they skid and then they hear like the thud in which to me, oh. like as a driver, imagine you're driving and you see somebody walk out in front of you. That would be horrible. Yeah. And you, you hit your, hit your brake, not the gas, you hit the brake and you hear the thud thud and when you finally gather up enough courage to look up and see like presumably a body splattered all over the front of your car you look up instead and see nothing and not only do you see nothing but you go out and you look and there's not even a dent 
in your car. Like, no, like, like nothing even happened. Like, you just hit the brake and nothing happened. Like, she's not really there. Yeah, exactly. She's there enough to at least hit the top Which of is, your, yeah. your car like a bass drum. You know, Which is but. just interesting because, like, apparently Mary Brigovi was uh, thought to have died in a hit-and-run accident. So, like, right. it makes you wonder, like, is she, if this is true, like, is she just, like, repeating the, the incident cycle. that killed her again and again and again and again. I don't know. That's it's mysterious. There was a, sure. there was another there was another incident that occurred where um, somebody s- claims that they saw like a girl standing in Resurrection Cemetery late at night one night. Oh, this is and the one I've heard, right? With the, the, gate. About the gate, yeah, yeah, the gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there was actually there was uh, the the bars were burnt and seemingly bent to the gate at the outside. Now the caretakers say that there was like there was just. There was just a truck. It backed up. Like, it's not a big deal, guys. Like, nothing really happened, of course. But at this point, I think Mary is already an urban legend. Right, So the right. locals just kind of take it and run with it. Right. They saw, uh, if I remember correctly, they said they saw, like, fingerprints. In right, the, fingerprints uh, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, that's not really how metal bends. Like, yeah. this is kind of, you know, sure, it might. Yeah. There was, like, a skeptical guy kind of, like, being like, no, I did that somehow, right. you know, with, like, a blowtorch or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So that's um, that that's the story of uh, of Mary Brigovi, aka Resurrection Mary. Now she is a um. What, go ahead. What oh no saying? no no yeah I was just t- we're we're figuring out the wrap up here yeah. <laughs> no 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 no, no. We're, we're cool we're cool. Um yeah so she uh, also has been uh, apparently spotted in 1973. There's a cab driver. That's pretty recent. By the, yeah, I mean, pretty recent. Like, we're, we're going like 40 Maybe years in the future. Yeah, older than that. 40 years <laughs> in the future. Um, a cab driver in 1973 uh, came into Chet's Melody Lounge, which is right across the street from Resurrection Cemetery, to inquire oh, about a young girl matching Mary's description who vanished from his cab without paying her cab fare. Um, and then apparently, like, at, at that point in the game, like, all of the locals just laughed and said, oh, you, you picked up Mary. You, you know? picked up a ghost. Yeah, yeah you picked up a ghost. That was just... I bet he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's not getting paid, so I guess he is pissed. But, uh, yeah, so that is uh, that is the tale of Resurrection Mary. I love it. Yeah, you did a great job on your homework. Thanks, I, man. I, lo- I, I hope that I did uh, the story Robert the Doll justice. We're going to get in all kinds of stuff here. We're going to go to everything from Bigfoot to the New Jersey Devil and back. Oh, like, yeah. This is going to be kind of cool. If, if there is something um, that you want to hear us talk about here from Mysterious World or anything in general, you can email us yeah, at Zumundo, Z-U-M, sorry, Z-U-M-U-N-D-O at Outlook.com. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about or uh, read on the air. Speaking of which, if uh, if you have some advice. <laughs> I was going to say that. If you have some advice, you have something that uh, you need some help on in life, we, you are in luck because I have a sage old man. He is my uncle. His name is Uncle Chuck. He's retired down in South Florida, and he's going to be here every week to kind of chime in and help us learn a little bit about life as we uh, as we move forward. If so he takes his medicine. If yeah. he takes his medicine, hopefully he did tonight. So we're going to go ahead and bring him in here. Let's go ahead and bring in dear old Uncle Chuck. Now retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. <laughs> Uncle Chuck gives a fuck. 
Hey, Uncle Chuck, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, kiddo. Sun finally went down, so my balls ain't sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So uh, for the guys uh, who don't know, this is uh, my Uncle Chuck. He is 76 years old. He's retired. He lives down in Boca. And uh, he has... He has advice upon advice, most of the time, whether you want to hear it or not. But uh, Uncle Chuck, I just wanted to get you here onto the podcast so you could talk to us a little bit and just impart some of your sage wisdom to us. So thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm here with uh, with my friend Keith. I'm sure you remember Keith. I you know I used to hang out with him way back when I was a teenager. It was a good time. Oh yeah, he was that he was that little little crazy fucker who got caught sniffing your sister's panties or something, right? Oh, that got dark. <laughs> Did were you sniffing? No, Uncle Chuck, I, I never actually stayed the night at Dolan's house, and, nor would I do something like that. But but you know, that's probably one of the other guys. <laughs> oh, hopefully, he probably was. He had some weird fucking friends. <laughs> Uncle Chuck, we're live with the language, God. But here, oh, Uncle Chuck's pretty spicy, everybody. <laughs> Heads up. That's why we put the, you know, like we, we stayed pretty clean here, but I put the explicit on here just for Uncle Chuck. So he doesn't pull punches. All right. So Uncle Chuck. So usually we're going to have like uh, some sort of advice that we're going to be like, hey, like we uh, somebody's coming in like advice about their marriage or somebody is asking advice about work or their career, or their job. Um, but for, for tonight, I'm just going to generally ask you, uncle Chuck, like what, what kind of advice do you have for us tonight? Uh, Well, you know, I, I know you're into all that theater shit and, uh, you you know, you, you did all those musicals and shit when you were younger. (laughs) That's true. uh, I did do some musical theater when I was younger. That's absolutely accurate. So don't laugh at him. Do you? Is Nick Cage listening to this? Nick Cage? I don't think that Nick Cage is one of our regular actually, listeners, actually, Uncle, Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck, I just saw Polly Shore talking to Joe Rogan. Nick Cage is definitely listening to our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're, 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 they're good friends. They're oh, okay. Vegas. Yeah. Well, we're well, going to well, assume well, that good. Nick Cage is, is listening, Uncle Chuck. Well, I, I fucking hope he is, or otherwise you wasted your life in the theater, like, like many. But... Anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm a very popular podcaster now, Uncle Sean. I'm not popular. I can't back that up. We're, I can't back <laughs> We're still proud of you, kiddo. Thanks. Even if you do fuck up. Thanks, Uncle Chuck. So what do you what do you want to say to Nick Cage? I mean, this is going a far left turn from advice, but sure, let's 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 go off on that tangent. What do you want to say to Nick Cage, Uncle Chuck? Well, I have advice for him. Okay. What in, would you like to a, to, the, uh, to Academy Award winner? Did, did he win an Academy I'm Award? I'm pretty sure at some point he probably has. Uh, well, we'll say an Academy Award nominated. Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. What would you like to say to Academy Award nominated, allegedly, Nicolas Cage? You don't have to take every fucking script they send you. <laughs> Can you uh, elaborate <laughs> on that? Tell me a little bit. Uh, entire- go ahead. Go ahead. Nick Cage is awesome. His entire body of work is, is, is fucking bizarre. And for every classic, like, you know, uh, national treasure, I mean, okay. who among us has not thought about storming the Capitol in, in the name of patriot? 
I'm pretty sure not many people have. There, maybe there was a couple of people a couple of years ago at some point in January that thought about it, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not getting I mean, into that. I'm not opening that bag of worms. They made three movies. Obviously, the message resonated. Is there a third one? There's three of them? Yes. Two of them? Sweet baby Jeebus. Uncle yeah, Chuck, I, those... I think you might be right on. If they did a third one, like, Jesus, Nicholas Cage, you don't need to take on every single role. And then he, it, but those were good. But then he, he does movies <laughs> he, like, like the one, the one from your funny books about the biker that drinks hot coffee. So his head catches on fire. Well, those are comic books, uncle Chuck. And they're, they're a legitimate form of entertainment. And we actually talked about it with our comic book. Did he guy say coffee books? No, co funny books. Oh, funny books. They're, they're comic books, uncle Chuck. Damn it. Yeah. Those are, they're, you know, make believe awesome stories, uncle Chuck. I, the the one with him is as a, a fucking biker. Who, yeah, that's who, that's Ghost Rider, Uncle Chuck. Yeah, we we all I, I, we all love riding motorcycles, and I mean, I don't like my hair on fire, but yeah. Do do you chug coffee straight from the pot and call it a superpower? Yeah, I mean, maybe back when I was did. in the Navy, but <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't, Uncle Chuck. No, we don't do that, Uncle Chuck. For the record. But, you know, I, I would also like to say that, you know, he's very proud of the fact that even though he's related to Francis Ford Coppola, he didn't <laughs> use that to get cast. Bullshit. <laughs> Everyone knows that trivia fact. You're telling me motherfuckers didn't know? They all pretended not to because maybe he was a little fucking soft in the head. <laughs> You know, just like when, you know, when, when my brother would like beat him at, at, at fucking basketball when you're like, when you were like five years old and you're like running around and, and you know, oh, you beat your dad. Mm -hmm. Sure you did. It's the same fucking thing with Nicolas Cage. Oh, we didn't know you were related to Francis Ford Coppola. No, motherfucker. You did not make it on your own. You're deluded. I love Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Uh, All right. Do you, but do, do you have anything? Anyway, do you have anything else you want to say to Academy Award-winning actor Nicolas Cage? Well, it, it, you may may or may not know he he just had another movie come out. Go fucking figure. Was that uh, and, unbearable uh, weight of massive talent? I, no, that I was before. It was Renfield sorry. actually. Oh, Renfield. Okay. Ren. Yeah, Renfield. Okay. It, yeah, yeah. He, he plays Dracula, Uncle doesn't Chuck, he? Did you go see Renfield? He, I I did. So because they took them all down there on the bus or whatever. <laughs> the Did they load you down there made... from the Sunny Pines uh, nursing home? It, no, it is a retirement community. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it's a 55 and up community. I'm sorry, Uncle Chuck. You're right. You're yes. right. Yes. 75. But yes, we did take the bus from the from the community <laughs> center, and we all went. And, Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, Uncle Chuck, you went to see Renfield with uh, Nicolas Cage playing the role of Dracula in that. I saw it, too. I might review it one week. It's actually, you know. Anyway, well, I want to hear your hear, I want to hear yeah. Uncle Chuck's review on it. Okay. You know, my first thought was, oh, look, how nice for inclusion. They included a gay man. And then I realized that Renfield was just English. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> brutal. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. The guy play who plays Renfield looks like if Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh Hugh Jackman. Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant. Different. Like, the British guy. Hugh Grant is British. Yes. Yeah. He looks like if Benedict Cumberbatch and Hugh Grant made sweet, sweet love and had a child made out of fucking disappointment. Well, there's nothing wrong that is with what he looks like. There's nothing wrong with that, Uncle Chuck. No, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the gays. Like, it's it's beautiful. Love <laughs> is love. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So, all right. So, what I, else? I would be a little. We would all be disappointed if that partnering made the boy that played Renfield. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Did you did did you have any other takeaways from from uh, well, from Nicolas Cage and or Renfield the movie in general? I thought I thought that Nicolas Cage did a great job mm-hmm. channeling the classics. Right, uh, little Bella Lugosi in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You remember Bella Lugosi, don't you, Uncle Chuck? Probably hung out. With him. I, I, I do. He, he scared the shit out of people. Okay. He scared the shit out of you when you were like three. I wasn't allowed to show you any we're, fucking movies. We're not going to talk while. about that, Uncle Chuck. <laughs> you got <All> right. it. <laughs> and, and let's talk about Aquafina. Aqua, like the like water, the, like water. No, that that's the that's the love interest in Renfield. The oh, her cop. Oh, her oh, name's actually Aquafina. Her name is Aquafina. No, okay. Uh, I thought she was pretty the, awesome. Yeah. You know, she just seems like if that's your romantic lead, you uh, you're on a budget. Uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody chimed in on the live feed said she's a rapper slash actress. I have never heard of her before. Is she really a rapper? Yeah, apparently, according to uh, Cass on the she live was feed. In another... You remember she that rap in... music we listened to back in the day, Uncle Chuck? Oh, you used to yeah. drive you up the wall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now I just turn a hearing aid down. Then <laughs> my ears actually fucking worked. <laughs> Oh gosh. So what about what about Aquafina as the love interest? Do you have any takeaways from that? Well, you know, I think it, it actually I, I don't mean to disparage the woman. She did a fine, fine job, and I'm not even commenting on her looks. I'm more commenting but, on the name, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I'm gonna start I'm gonna be yeah. a rap artist and call myself Zephyr Hills. You can probably do that. <laughs> Copyright that. Someone probably <laughs> already has. <laughs> He's got a demo out there somewhere. All right, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Uncle Chuck. Go ahead. So, would you believe that the only Asian woman ever to win a Golden Globe for Best Leading Actress is Aquafina? I did not know that. Is that a legit thing? That is 100%. I swear to God, I did not fucking hallucinate this. You all can fact check me, you you fucking internet pricks. <laughs> Uncle Chuck, we're not even on the internet yet. Anyway. Well, then how the hell is Nick Cage going to fucking see this? We're going to post it so he can look at it tomorrow. Well, we're live right now. We'll be on the yeah. internet tomorrow. Yeah. We're on the interwebs. Okay. Okay. That's like the better version. It's like ARPANET. You know, I, I you remember like when Al Gore movie. made the internet? We're on that. It's it's on that Tic Tac that the kids love so much, Uncle Chuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing that sometimes gets me angry. No. <laughs> you don't get angry, do you, Uncle Chuck? 
Uh, only when people fucking piss me off with their dumb shit. So that's like every other week. But increasingly so, yes. <laughs> uh, increasingly so. But you know, I, I will say Renfield is totally worth seeing. Okay. Because it's actually not. Vampires over the past twenty years, they've been a little, um, you know, Liberace. <laughs> what are you trying to say, hey, Uncle The Chuck? vampire community has taken some heavies. <laughs> yeah, we will admit that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Twilight. Mm-hmm. That uh, we don't need to sleep in the dark thing. <laughs> we have diamonds, glittering skin. like I diamonds. Yeah. The only the only thing more flamboyant than Edward fucking Cullen is a rainbow-painted unicorn that shits dildos. Oh, jeez, Uncle Chuck. Come, Come on, on Uncle Chuck. man. <laughs> I think I think that I think that's like, that that's that's worthy. That's worthy of a boo, Uncle Chuck. Come on, but, Uncle yeah, Chuck. You're making all the people in our audience, man. No, uh, <laughs> I I have to agree with you. I Uncle Chuck, you remember I told you I spent $20. I bought the Twilight movie. It was on the big display and I looked at it and all this girl does is stare at me with like a weird look in her face the whole movie. I just didn't get it. And the diamond skin. No, I want vampires that like eat people. To, I want Fright Night, you know? I want like real <laughs> vampires and stuff, you know? I want I want, you know, some carnage. Exactly. And I will yeah, say, fucking dead. I agree with you. I think Nick Cage gave it to us in this movie a little bit. It was it was pretty wild, you know. It's kind I, of superhero esque, and and I thought the quirky love interest was pretty awesome because they were so awkward. It was hard to watch, just like my actual real life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I gotta say, I recommend Renfield. Uh, okay. Especially for some of the graphic violence that occurs so uncle chuck um, uh, if you have any more uh, sage wisdom to impart upon us before we go because we're uh, we're running at it about an hour and a half so we're gonna go ahead and get ready to sign off here pretty soon but uh, everybody, that's my Uncle Chuck. He's he's uh, seventy. Are you seventy six this year or seventy seven, Uncle Chuck? It's like one hundred and seventy. I'm gonna be seventy seven. You ungrateful little shit. All right, he's gonna be seventy seven. Remember that familial love. Come on. All right, it's all right. Sorry, Uncle Chuck. Um, uh, you, so, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. Right. Good night, you chuckle fucks. All right. Well, uh, you know it's been great talking to you. He hung up. <laughs> uh, yeah. How's that guy still have a phone, man? I don't know. I don't even know if he uses like a, a modern day phone or if it's a rotary phone that he's calling from. I, I don't. <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah. Ticket, 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 ticket. He's so angry. He's angry. So that's uh, that's my dear old Uncle Chuck, guys. He's going to be calling in every if week. If you want Why? your personal questions answered by Uncle Chuck, remember to email us at zumundo.outlook. At, out, no, at, at outlook.com. And uh, that'll be a good time. So. I got I got a couple more uh, things, you know. Oh, you got some Again, te- you got some text coming in. While ha- we're, we're happy doing? Star Wars Day! I just uh, who's the, this from? The show actually got a uh, a happy you know May the Fourth be with you. Happy Star Wars Day from the medical staff at Melbourne Regional Medical Center. Which oh, nice! Is just a little bit north cool. of where they're watching the us. Was. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's super cool. But all the doctors and nurses and medical staff there. Because uh, it's a ton of people, you know, yeah. all kinds of jobs at the hospital, I'm sure. But they took a bunch of pictures and sent them to us, and that's cool. And I got, I got nice. I'll show them to you afterwards. Yeah. Um, thanks, and, and thank you for that, guys. Appreciate Amanda. It. Thanks for chiming in, of course. Amanda, Cass, we love you. Tiffany, um, Charisse, 
all of you guys who were uh, chiming in throughout the live chat. We're going to try to do this every week, same time, Thursday, 7 p.m., um, you know, unless, of course, you know, something happens and we can't go live, but uh, we're going to try to go live every Why week, not? same time, and uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on our pilot episode on of Star Wars Day. Zumundo on Star Wars Day, Zumundo Podcast. I had a great time, man. This I is hope a blast. You did I'm yeah. not going to lie. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I, I, I can see most of what's been happening here mm-hmm. uh not every comment but there's so much stuff coming through and i think yeah. it's really great great engagement thanks uh so much once again thank you so much guys we're gonna be back same time same place next week and uh i'm looking forward to it man i can't Absolutely. wait to do it again so for zumundo podcast i'm Doolin. and i'm keith and uh thanks for nerding out with us guys awesome. y'all have a uh, great night and uh we are out of here we'll see you guys next week that was fun, man. That was a good time. That was man. a good time. Yeah. So, what, yeah, excellent, 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 excellent. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like totally we're looking excellent. down on Wayne's basement, but that's not Wayne's basement. Garth. You know, that was a hike. <laughs> <That was a hike. laughs>